Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Monday, June 11th, 2018. Broadcasting from the Beantown, USA studio. Beantown, USA is Boston's go-to destination for customized screen printing and embroidery. Get more information on their website, beantownusa.com. Today's show is presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using my promo code PIC. That's P-I-C. At DraftKings, there are no commitments whatsoever. Pick your sport, draft the lineup, and win cash prizes. Sign up right now and play for free with your first deposit by using promo code PIC, P-I-C, at DraftKings.com. And Father's Day is this coming Sunday, and you know you're going to go out and buy your dad some golf balls, right? You're going to pay 60 bucks to get a dozen brand new golf balls. That's pretty expensive for only 12 balls, right? So let me help you out. Go to golfballmonkey.com, all right? Golfballmonkey.com to get the best deal on golf balls that you will find anywhere in the world. Use promo code PIC, P-I-C, to get 5% off any order and get free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks. Golf Ball Monkey sells premium, slightly used golf balls at a discounted rate. And of course, I know what you're thinking. Used golf balls, really, Danny? That's what you want me to get my dad for Father's Day? Well, hear me out. Hear me out. Think about this. How many times have you opened a brand new box of balls, taken one out, put it on a tee, hit it once, and lost it? A lot, right? You've done it. Your dad's done it. I've done it. We've all done it. Then what does everybody do? You take another new ball out. You hit that one. You might lose that one as well. But you're probably thinking, what happened to the first ball that I lost that was brand new that I only hit once, and that was it. It was only hit once. What happened to that ball? I'll tell you what happened. Golf Ball Monkey found it, and it's still good as new. At Golf Ball Monkey, they harvest, buy, and sell premium used golf balls to wholesalers, retailers, and people like me and you. They have Titleist, Callaway, Nike, Pinnacle, Bridgestone, TaylorMade, and more. You name it, they have it. You can literally get five dozen balls for 60 bucks. That's 60 balls for 60 bucks. And while they say used, they might as well be brand new. And like I said, a perfect Father's Day gift, which is this Sunday. So load up right now at golfballmonkey.com. That's golfballmonkey.com. And use promo code PIC, P-I-C, to get an even bigger discount. Swing for less this summer and for Father's Day with Golf Ball Monkey, welcome to the show on this Monday, June 11th, and we have a lot going on in these parts. We have a lot going on. I almost recorded an emergency podcast on Friday because the Julian Edelman PED suspension news came out a couple hours after I already had released Thursday's podcast. On Thursday's podcast, I did a big thing about you know, to go along with my my column in Thursday's newspaper for the Boston Metro, I, I did a podcast on Thursday about how I think LeBron James would be a great fit for the Celtics, and the Celtics would be a great fit for LeBron James this summer. And uh, I released that podcast. My, my message was clear. The Celtics should go after LeBron James, and if LeBron James was serious is serious and is going to be serious about wanting to even the playing field and and want to have a shot to beat the Golden State Warriors in next year's NBA Finals, then he will choose one of three teams, Philly, Houston, or the Celtics. And and, and I 
I gave my reasoning on Thursday's podcast. I'm not going to really go too much into that on this show today. I already did that. But when I released Thursday's podcast, a couple hours after that, you get this breaking news that Julian Edelman is suspended for four games because he failed a PED test. He failed a test, and he's appealing it, obviously. And then when we heard that news, it was like, that wasn't it. You get the statements that were released. Edelman said he was sorry, uh, said he, he didn't know what happened, but apologized. You get Alex Guerrero from the TB12 Center. And obviously, Julian Edelman does a lot of work at the TB12 Center with Alex Guerrero. And, uh, you know, Alex Guerrero sent out a message basically, basically going after anybody that wanted to then use this PED you know, failed test and and come after TB12 Center. <laughs> Guerrero was like, no, 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 no. Edelman didn't get it from me. So don't take this test and 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 come after the TB12 Center. So statements were made. Um but there was this there was something going on and and I'm sorry, I didn't really follow this all too well because <laughs> I will. I am being dead serious with you. Friday, Thursday night, Friday morning was the first time I had ever gone onto the website Reddit. Reddit? I first time, <laughs> first fucking time. This is the first time for everything, right? Will they say try everything once? All right, I did Reddit once. I, I did it. I got it out of the way. Stupid. It's a message board. It's an anonymous message board, and so. I, I actually, I didn't think that's what Reddit was. I thought Reddit was more of a Facebook style based on what other people talked about and said about it. Based on how serious some people take it. I thought it was more Facebook-ish. It's not. It's like, it's just a message board, right? Uh, So I guess somebody on Reddit, and I still don't understand Reddit, by the way. Looks like a message board, but there's different topics for stuff. I... I don't know. I I really don't know. It was the first time I went on Reddit and somebody, I guess, anonymous user on Reddit, which is an insane username. Like, this is so stupid that we were following the story, I think. Somebody on Reddit apparently broke the Edelman PED failed test suspension. They broke it before it came out. And people started to look at that because that same person... Then when the when the Edelman news actually broke as a story, uh, you know, on ESPN and, and got out there in the news, that same person who apparently broke the story on Reddit first put on Reddit that he had an even bigger story to break that was Patriots-related. I think the quote was, it was a Patriot that's currently in a multi-year deal, and it's a negative story. And it's it's worse than the Edelman stuff, and and you know, sports talk radio, Twitter, it's people going nuts, people going nuts. And then there was this rumor that that story was related to the Patriots trying to trade Rob Gronkowski, and you know, then you got people tweeting out that up oh, there's stories that are going to be broken, this thing's going to happen, Gronk's going to get traded. And, and so we had to keep our eye on the Patriots news and what was going to break and was it going to happen? And, and, you know, what is the reason for all this madness that's going on? And 
at the end of the day, it turns out people were just believing an anonymous user on Reddit. And all right, other people have other sources. Fine, I guess. But I, it just kind of took on a life of its own. And I was pretty confused on Thursday night, Friday afternoon. Like I was like, I didn't know what to believe. It, it just, there is a lot of fake news out there. And I think what people are doing with the Patriots is they're seeing one thing, they're hearing another, and then they have this other thing in their head that they want to be true. Like, there are a lot of people that want Patriots controversy and Patriots rumors, so much so that they are willing to believe anonymous people on message boards like Reddit. I mean, what has the world come to? And I, I was in here at Beantown Athletics on Friday, and I was gonna re- I was gonna record an emergency podcast. I didn't do it because for a couple of reasons. One, I we were recording some other stuff that you'll be seeing very soon on my YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash Danny Picard, and uh, I'm excited for you to see it. There's a pretty cool cameo that that we filmed on a couple different things. Episode five uh, for my my new my new YouTube series. I shouldn't say newest. I'll say my my new 363 off the air because my newest YouTube series is going to be released very soon that also has a special cameo in it that we were recording on Friday uh, that you don't even know anything about this newest series. Yeah, there's one right now that is four episodes out and, and you should go subscribe and watch those episodes so that you know what's going on in episode five that I hope can be that I hope I can finish editing and, and have it released later this week. But anyways, we were recording a lot on Friday, so that set me back. But then I was like, you know, I'll let I'll let the weekend play out. I'll let the news play out. Maybe by the time I roll back in here on Monday morning, you know, we'll have the updated stuff. Because if the rumors were true that Gronk was going to get traded, I didn't want to record a podcast and then have Gronk get traded Saturday morning. And, and you know, then all my stuff is, ends up being stale. And I'm just behind on everything. And that, you know, that's the difficulty of doing an on-demand show is you try your best to keep it timely. I, I feel like for you guys, I've done that. I feel like I do that. Um, and, and, and because of that, though, it, it throws the schedule off a little bit. But I, I did not record an emergency podcast Friday. So this is the first time on this show, Monday, June 11th, that I am sitting here reacting to the Julian Edelman failed steroids test. We call it a steroids test, failed PED test, whatever you want to say. And uh, the news that came along after that, which really was just rumors and really was just, I think, more than anything, people wanting to believe the controversy. People want people who want to believe. The, one thing I've learned over the last couple of years, anybody who wants to believe a certain rumor about the New England Patriots, they will believe it. They, they will talk themselves into believing it, especially if they have a four-hour show with nothing else to talk about. And... It gets ratings. It drives callers. They will they will choose to believe the rumors because they want them to be true, even if they might have 0% truth to them. So we are now going down a path that is just absolutely just insane and it's going to drive everybody crazy. So, you, you know, there were a lot of crazy rumors of the Patriots. And if you want, my, I'll give my take on the Edelman stuff. And, and how that looks for Tom Brady, Alex Guerrero, the TB12 center, I'll give that to you right now. That's what this show is going to be about mostly. But just just to get this out of the way, all the other rumors over the weekend, how they were going to trade Gronk. I mean, I, 
I, I don't necessarily believe that that stuff was happening now. I, I do believe that when Gronk was acting like a fool in the offseason and held the Monster Energy motocross press conference at Gillette while he was not showing up for uh, voluntary offseason workouts at Gillette, I do think that, that right before the draft, Belichick called him into the office because <laughs> you remember after that, I, I think that was, that was the reason that Gronk ended up sending a statement out and said, you know what, I'm committed to the upcoming season. Remember that? Because I think Belichick called him into the office and said, look, if you don't want to be here, you don't have to be because the draft's coming up and I will move you. You want to have fun? Have fun in Cleveland. You want to see how fun you have in Cleveland? Because we'll do it. You know, I think that's what happened. And, And so I'm not ruling out that Belichick at one point did entertain a trade for Gronk, but... People will take that and then take a comment on a message board and then they will say, wow, you know, Belichick was going to trade Gronk and Robert Kraft wouldn't let him or Tom Brady was going to threaten retirement and they threw the hammer down and that's why Belichick didn't trade Gronk. I mean, really? Is that what happened? And where's the proof that that happened? An anonymous person on a message board, you get other reports from people who I don't even know who have less followers than, less followers on Twitter than, than my little cousins. I mean, reporting stuff that, that in-depth sources of the Patriots. No, where's all your other sources? Where's all your other stuff you're breaking? You're not breaking anything. Just, it's a little crazy to me. Uh, believe me, I'm, I'm, I hear things. Everybody hears things, all right? Everybody has somebody that has a friend that knows someone on the team that this might have happened. Do you, I, I can't even tell you the amount of times I've gotten text messages from people being like, oh, like when the Seth Wickersham report came out, I, I had somebody who was texting me saying, a friend of mine going, oh, you know, I have a family, family member who's friends with uh, somebody who goes out with McDaniels, you know, who's dating McDaniels' best friend. And they said that shit's hitting the fan at Gillette. I mean, you know, that's that's the type of stuff you get. It's similar to the whole, you get texts, you know, I got buddies who are cops, and they'll, they'll text me to be like, oh, so-and-so's at Gillette, we're hearing. Or so-and-so's at Logan Airport, we're hearing. <laughs> right? That's, uh, not Gillette, Logan. They don't even make it at Gillette. They're just at Logan. They, they showed up to Logan Airport. You know, it's... Uh, a lot of stuff gets out. There's so many rumors. There's so much fake shit that's out there. And that stuff that gets sent to you goes on message boards like that. You want to believe it all? I don't know. I just think it's a little crazy. I think it's crazy. I think it's crazy. I don't know where we're going if we're going to believe all the anonymous shit that we hear without any proof. Without any proof. The only thing that we have proof of today on Monday, June 11th, the only thing that we have proof of is that Julian Edelman failed a test for performance-enhancing drugs. Is anything else related to this? I honestly don't know. I think if people want other stuff to be related to this, they will believe that. That's what I've learned. But the only thing I know to be true that with his proof is that Julian Edelman failed the test with the NFL this offseason, and he has now been suspended for four games. Uh, he will appeal. He is appealing. I don't think he's going to win that appeal, but there is some interesting stuff on this failed test, and this is coming from Albert Breer, SI.com. 
If you go to SI.com this morning, Albert Breer, who's a friend of this show, who's been on this show many times, um, he's been in studio, he's been over the phone, Albert Breer does a great job. SI.com covering the NFL. He writes today that Julian Edelman's failed test was triggered by a substance that wasn't immediately recognizable. Wasn't recognizable. They didn't know what it was. So currently, there are scientists analyzing what that substance was. And it got triggered. And Edelman's been suspended for four games. Now, Albert Priya also points out a couple interesting things that I, I think we should know while talking about this. Again, more evidence that, that's real. He said the test happened a few months ago. So it was during the offseason. And because it's during the offseason, the test for Edelman, it wasn't a stimulant. We know it, wasn't, it couldn't have been a stimulant like an Adderall or something like that because the new NFL policy is that stimulants like Adderall fall under the substance abuse policy, not PED policy, and Julian Edelman was suspended four games for the PED policy, for failing a PED test. Uh, Tested positive for PEDs, not substance abuse. So it's not a stimulant. It's not something like Adderall. You can't blame it on that. And... uh, Albert Breer, again, points out that it's a substance that wasn't immediately recognizable, and, and that tells me that he was trying to beat the system. That, that, tells me that, that, that tells me right there that Julian Edelman took something and he was trying to beat the system. And if he's taking something to try to beat the system, he knows what he did. I don't expect him to come out and say it. Uh, in fact, he sent out a statement saying he doesn't know what happened. He apologized, said he doesn't know what happened. Said he's taken many tests over the years, doesn't know what happened. Keep in mind, Julian Edelman is trying to come back from a serious leg injury, serious knee injury, and, you know, I, I, I feel like more often than not, if there is a guy that's going to take something to get back on the field, it's going to happen when they're trying to come back from a serious injury, Right? That, that most of the time, that's when it's going on. Now, now a lot of the time, it's going on at all times, even if they're not banged up, uh, to try to get a competitive edge. That's what this is all about. That's what PEDs do. They give you an edge. And I live in a world, you know, I, I, I know that in professional sports, PEDs are taken. And I know that especially in the NFL, guys are going to take PEDs. They're going to take steroids, you know, uh, they're going to take the stimulants, they're going to take the peptides, they're going to take the the Delta II, they're going to take the HGH, It's got, especially in the NFL. I mean, it's happening. It happens. I, I accept it. I accepted it a long time ago. I did. But not everybody accepts it. You know, for the most part, especially the national mainstream sports media, they don't accept it. They dramatize it. They dramatize it to the point where they have turned, in the past, PED users, into, like, if you didn't know what the story was, and you watched, you know, a 60 Minutes, you know, 60 Minutes, one-on-one, sit-down with Alex Rodriguez. If you had no idea about Alex Rodriguez, and, and you watched some of the 60 Minutes reports, whether it was on, who who was this guy? What was this guy's name? Um... The dude that was just helping him out recently after A-Rod, his last suspension. He didn't fail the test. He got caught in the, in the in the ring there, the drug ring. What was the guy's name? I forget the guy's name, but you know who I'm talking about. And he sits down at 60 Minutes and, and <laughs> you know, the guy's grilling him. He's like, what about the integrity of the game? 
What about the integrity of the game? I mean, you would have wa- if you watched that and you didn't know what they were talking about, you would have thought Alex Rodriguez was a mass murderer. <laughs> they, they give it that, that vibe. They dramatize it like that. They do it every single time. And when, they, when it comes out, somebody will go digging. They'll go digging on it. They'll go all in on it. And eventually more stuff will come out. Eventually there'll be another drug ring somewhere and it will link other players, right? It's all, this is always going to happen. And it's always going to be dramatized. Now, me personally, I don't dramatize it. I react to the people who do. But in reacting to the people who do dramatize it, I saw the Peyton Manning stuff recently. And, and the latest twist to that that I talked about on a podcast last week. And I wondered why I, I wondered why he was being ignored by the same national media, national sports media, that loves to dramatize this stuff. They ignore the Peyton Manning thing. And, I, and, and, and look, I said to you, if you want to ignore the Peyton Manning stuff, then you better ignore all the other PED things and links and rumors. You better ignore all that moving forward. Then I'm, and I'm fine with it. If, you, if the national sports media would like to accept that this goes on, that these guys are not mass murderers, that these guys are not necessarily hardcore criminals, that we should, we should go after them like, you know, you know, like they're the worst people in the world. If we can all just accept that and not make a big deal about these stories, then I'm fine with I, I literally would prefer that. But, but you know, and I told you, I know. While they ignore the Peyton Manning HGH stuff, I said this last week, the next time, or, or the first, I don't know, whatever, whatever t- at, at any point in time in the future, that somebody on the Patriots or somebody that is, I said this, somebody that's linked to the TB12 Center, if anybody ever linked to the TB12 Center is linked to PEDs, the same national sports media that ignored the Peyton Manning HGH stuff, that ignored the Al Jazeera report, a 50-minute do- video documentary that's on YouTube that is incredible, by the way. And the, I can't stop watching the thing. I learned, I find something new in that every time. I've watched that thing 30 times in the last two weeks since the new twist in the Peyton Manning stuff came out, and I watched it again after the Zettelman stuff came out. The same people that want to ignore that in-depth documentary, investigative report that I thought was phenomenal, incredible. Those same people ignoring that, ignoring the Peyton Manning HGH link and the new twist to that link where Peyton Manning's lawyers basically confirmed in unsealed court documents that most of what the accuser, Charlie Sly, said while he was secretly videotaped was true. The same people ignoring that documentary and that new twist and, and those links from HGH and Peyton Manning. The people ignoring that are the same people that are now going to go all in on Alex Guerrero and the TB12 Center. Because Julian Edelman is somebody that went to the TB12 Center, is somebody that used Alex Guerrero, and now he's been popped for PEDs. And what I just told you, it was triggered by a substance that wasn't immediately recognizable. It was during the offseason, so it tells you it wasn't a stimulant like an Adderall because they didn't say he failed a substance abuse test. They said he failed a PED test. And under the current NFL rules, those are two different things during the offseason. It's PEDs. And it's something that was not recognizable. Not immediately. And you know what that says? 
that they were trying to beat the system. Edelman was trying to beat the system, and he failed. Somebody fucked up. Whether it was him when he took it, whether it was the guy that gave it to him, the directions he gave him, or the person that gave it to the guy that gave it to him that might have given him the wrong thing or something that was a little off. Um, Alex Guerrero. You know, because I will say, I'll come out and say this. This is not a good look for, for Alex Guerrero. This is a horrible look for Alex Guerrero. This is a horrible look for the TB12 center. And ultimately, it is an even worse look for Tom Brady. It is. And, and, you know, you could try to call me a conspiracy theorist all you want, but I don't think you can do that when you got a bunch of people out there trying to believe anonymous Reddit users, message board users. The only thing that we know happened is Julian Edelman failed a PED test and goes to the TB12 center to get treatment. Uses Alex Guerrero to get treatment. That those are, I mean, those are all facts. I'm giving you, I'm, I'm basing this podcast today and my reaction to stuff that's going on with the Patriots, I'm going to base that on facts. And the fact of the matter is, Edelman failed the test for PEDs for an unrecognizable substance that tells me he was trying to beat the system and Alex Guerrero is, one of, is, is a guy he uses for treatment. And Alex Guerrero is major part of the TB12 center, which basically is Tom Brady's baby. So, it's a horrible look for Edelman. It's a horrible look for Alex Guerrero. It's a horrible look for the TB12 center. And it's a maybe an even worse look for the greatest quarterback of all time. Who, at any point ever, if, if Brady is ever linked to anything, I will still tell you he is the greatest of all time. But I tried to tell you last week, the same people ignoring... The Peyton Manning stuff are the same people that are now, or at least maybe behind the scenes, trying to get the dirt on Guerrero. They're trying to, you know, same same people ignoring the Peyton Manning stuff are going to go all in on Guerrero because they know Brady's they know Brady's linked to that. They know Brady's linked to Guerrero. They know Brady that's his baby, the TB12 center, and they know Edelman was was you know training with those guys. Was, was getting treatments. Edelman's getting treatments from the same guy that Tom Brady's getting treatments from. Same guy that Gronk's been getting treatments from. Um, and the TB12 Center is obviously building. You know, they have a very recognizable brand, obviously. It's a horrible look for them. Horrible look. Now, am I trying to accuse... I mean, am I accusing Guerrero and the TB12 Center of pushing PEDs? Well... First of all, the accusation is in the proof, right? And the, the proof is in Edelman's failed PED test. And I get it. Guerrero's statement, he denies giving it to Edelman. Here's actually, I'll give you the quote from Guerrero. Here it is. Here's Guerrero's statement. Um, I'll give you that. He says something about Edelman first. Here it is. Alex Guerrero says, quote, I've known Julian since his rookie year, and he is a phenomenal athlete who takes his training seriously. It's disappointing to hear today's news. Elite athletes sometimes work with multiple coaches and health professionals as part of their off-season training. End quote. That's, that's the first part from Guerrero, okay? So basically, he's like, I know Julian. He works with me. He's a great athlete. He's a hard worker. It sucks to hear this day. But it was some, somebody else gave him something. It wasn't me. 
you know, somebody else gave him something. Wasn't me. Guerrero then says, quote, here at our facility, the TB12 Center, we take a natural, holistic, appropriate, and above all, legal approach to training and recovery for all of our clients. And anyone who would suggest otherwise is irresponsible and just plain wrong, end quote. And I have a, I have a pretty big problem with that quote. Because, you know, now you're talking to us like we're a bunch of fucking idiots. Like, now you're talking to me. Like, I didn't just watch the Al Jazeera report in December of 2015 that gives a pretty good look into the back and forth between athletes and the guys who give them these PEDs. And, and you know what's weird about this whole thing? And I didn't say this last week when doing the Peyton Manning stuff, but, but I gave you, you know, I gave it a hypothetical. I said, can you imagine if somebody who used to work at the TB12 Center was being secretly videotaped by, let's throw out a, a news outlet, USA Today, and they were following the kid around after he was gone. And they, you know, he just started spewing about something that was going on at the TB12 Center that, that you know, that had to do with Guerrero and Brady and PEDs. Whether it was true or not, but somebody that used to work at the TB12 Center said it. And that was being secretly recorded. Do you know what that do you know the 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 type of breaking news that would be on all these national media outlets? Do you do you understand how big of a story they would make that? Whether it was tr- whether it'd be true or not. Do you know what type of a story that would be? That would be the biggest story that we've seen in years. Way bigger than Deflategate. Okay? And uh, it would be based on I, I mean, maybe little proof. Little proof. But but people would do that. But in that documentary, it it showed you the connection between people who wanted to get their hands on PEDs and the doctors, or should I say, you know, people who had the ability to get prescriptions and prescribe you something. It, it gave you the relationship between the athlete and the person who would dish out the drugs. And, and in that... Al Jazeera report on, you know, the, the secret world of doping in sports. What I learned was, all right, if an athlete's going to go to one guy for something, that guy has a couple other guys in other places that are, that are the guys that actually do the dirty work. Like, there's the one guy that you deal with that might not do the dirty work, but he has two other guys, three other guys that do. Two, two guys that take stuff over the border for you, right? Take stuff across the border for you. Uh, guys that put a fake name on it, you know, make sure there's no paper trail, doesn't document anything. They get that stuff to a guy who then finds a way to get that stuff to your guy. And, and, and it's, it's a shady business, but it's a business that if you watch that documentary, you're like, okay, these guys do it. And, and these, these doctors, and I'm, I'm throwing up the air quotes every time I say doctors, they... There's something that they also do, you know, outside of not having a paper trail and not writing anything down and having another guy that with a fake name. Like, there was in that story, they had a guy with a fake name and a location that nobody still knew. They couldn't find out. He went by the name of what? Thomas Mann? Thomas Mann, I think they said the fake name was. And they couldn't give the location. He was always going to be, you know, they, they couldn't give that away. But these guys, these doctors... Also, we're trying to start this company called ProMed, <laughs> right? And so, 
you then get into the whole, you know, element. They were linked to Elements Nutrition, a workout facility that a lot of the guys linked in this this story on for Mal Jazeera. They they all worked out. They were on the pictures on Facebook. It's all it's all kind of fake to disguise the fact that what they're really doing is dishing the Delta Two, is dishing out the peptides, it's dishing out the HGH, it's dishing out the performance enhancing drugs. But but they're gonna put on a show. You know, they launch a company called ProMed and then and they all work out at a gym, Elements Nutrition, where they're pushing protein shakes and, you know, special elbow cream. Uh, you know, it's they they're doing that stuff to to build the the circle of trust where then other athletes will join. And and in the public eye, it looks like, oh, they're just working out. Oh, it's ProMed. Oh, it's you know, they're using rubber bands and, and, and using pliability cream. And <laughs> behind the scenes, they're all eventually meeting up in Charlie Sly's apartment where he's dishing out the Delta Two. So that Al Jazeera report, I'm telling you, you have to watch it. It's fascinating. And I tweeted out last week, I said, I feel like that is going on everywhere. That's not just a group of 12 guys. Like, that is going on everywhere. They mentioned at one point they had most of the Green Bay Packers. What, you just got, it's just the Packers? That's it. It's just the Green Bay Packers are doing it? And then just, you know, Ryan Howard, Ryan Zimmerman, Taylor Teagarden. Taylor Teagarden was in the kid's apartment with him, talking about it, being secretly recorded. So it just goes to say he did have connections with pro athletes. And they ignored the Peyton Manning part of it, too. But, I thought every every time I watch that, I think to myself, who do these doctors remind me of? What does this group of players remind me of? And it sucks to say it, but every time I watch it, those guys remind me of Alex Guerrero. And I don't know anything about Guerrero other than what I've read in reports is that What's the phrase we're using? Snake oil salesman? Okay. Um, But all the things that I just said, like a group of guys that create something, it's kind of like just to, to disguise what really is going on behind the scenes. I watched that documentary and I think to myself, wow, these guys, these doctors kind of remind me of, of Alex Guerrero. <laughs> and is that an accusation? That Alex Guerrero and the TB12 Center, they're pushing PEDs? Well, the accusations are the proof. The proof's in Julian Edelman's PED test. And Guerrero comes out with a statement that says, oh, here at our facility, we take a natural, holistic, appropriate, and above all, legal approach to training and recovery for all of our clients. And anyone who would suggest otherwise is irresponsible and just plain wrong. Really, irresponsible. So you're telling me, that when a guy that you train and treat fails a PED test, PED test, you're telling me that if I then look at you, Alex Guerrero, and TB12 Center, and even some of your other clients, and question what actually is going on there, especially after watching the Al Jazeera report on sports doping, the secret world of sports doping, you're telling me I'm the irresponsible one? That I'm wrong? 
Eh. Again, I would like to live in a world where we could just ignore all the stuff and accept it as being normal. The fact of the matter is, it that's not going to happen. They're going to continue to treat this stuff and dramatize it. And I'm telling you right now, as we speak, somebody is trying to get Guerrero. There's a reporter. There's a news outlet. Somebody's trying to get Guerrero. There's no question about it. But here's what I've learned in the, in the Al Jazeera documentary. There's no paper trail. There's no paper trail. And, and so I actually do believe that Guerrero didn't, Guerrero didn't give Julian Edelman. I, I believe this. Guerrero didn't give Julian Edelman a performance-enhancing drug. But I, you know, I think it would be extremely naive to believe that Guerrero didn't know the guy that maybe knew the guy that gave him the PED. Like, that's the way it works, man. It's the way it works. If you want to know how it works, watch that Al Jazeera report. You'll, 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 under, you'll, you'll hopefully understand it. And then read the New York Times column on Elements Nutrition that links them all again. It's kind of like the, hey, here, which, let's show them that we're working out. Let's show them that we're doing this. Let's show them we got a place called ProMed as well. Where we give them professional sports medicine and then we have Elements Nutrition where we have them work out. But also, let's meet in my apartment living room. Tuesday morning at 9, and we'll go over how you can get the good stuff. I mean, that's how it works. So, Edelman is obviously linked to the TB12 Center. The TB12 Center is Tom Brady's baby. I have no idea what Guerrero, what Brady's doing, I don't know. But is it irresponsible for me to question it after one of the guys they're treating, after what we know about these these drug rings, these PED rings, these doctors that create these companies? Is it irresponsible for me to question that? No. Look, you you've been look, you've Saturday night, you and your boys, you're out drinking, whether you're at the bar, you're in the living room, I don't know, you're playing a Playing a game of Madden 18 before you go to the bar, before you go to the club. Uh, what are you doing? Doing, you know, getting your, you know, you're drinking, pre-gaming. You're getting ready for the night, right? The boys are all talking. You, what, the, the TB12 center's never come up? You've never talked to someone? You never had talked to a buddy? Sitting there, having a Bud Light? Going, dude, what do you think's going on at the TB12 center? You never, before the Edelman stuff. You never... You never question the pliability cream? You, you never question what's going on there? I mean, even if you do it jokingly, even if you do it, you know, under under my mindset, which is like, who gives a shit? You know, if they told me that Tom Brady was doing HGH tomorrow, I'd be like, so is Peyton Manning. So is the rest of the league. Who cares? He's still the greatest of all time. You know, I'm not trying to tell you that I'm crushing these guys and I'm going to stop putting asterisk on on careers but it's it I don't I don't think it's irresponsible to to see a guy who fails a test see where he gets his treatment it's not irresponsible to then look at that place and go wow what else is going on there right it's not it it's not irresponsible to do that 
And, and well, I'm not putting an asterisk on even Julian Edelman's career and, and certainly not Tom Brady's because some people, will, you know, some people will stretch it and go, well, you know, he's caught a lot of passes for Brady. And, you know, he had that miraculous catch against the Falcons in the Super Bowl and they don't win it without that catch. And, and you know, that helped Brady as well. So there's an asterisk next to Brady. You know people are going to use that. I'm not going to do that. But is there an asterisk next to TB12 Center and, and what they're really doing in there? Sure. Sure. And you know, you know, you're, if you're shaking your head hearing me talk about this right now, please, you've been out drinking with the boys. You've talked about it. You've joked about it. And you're like, oh, I wonder what Alex Guerrero's giving Brady. I'm huh? playing until 40. What, you've never talked about that? You're a liar. I know you have. Because I have. I mean, we've done it on this show. You know, I'm not doing it saying you got to kick the guy out of the league and, and, and he's a bad dude and he's a terrible father. And look, we we live in a world where guys are always going to look to get that competitive edge. That's what it is. You think a guy who was passed over in the draft, like a guy who was passed over in the draft by every team five, six times, doesn't have a chip on his shoulder and a prove people wrong mentality and a do whatever it takes to be to prove them wrong mentality? You think he doesn't have that? Brady? Please. Please. There's a lot of guys that have that. They want to be the best. They want to be the best. They'll do whatever it takes to be the best. I don't have a problem with it. I don't. It's their body. They can put whatever they want into that. I mean, it doesn't always work out for people. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I try to say this to people, too. There are guys that have been busted for PEDs, steroids, HGH, whatever, Delta II, peptides, stimulants. I don't know. You name it. Maybe all of it. Who have been horrible. Horrible. But they were good enough to stay in the league. And without that stuff, they wouldn't even be in the league. We're not even close. But, but just because you take the stuff doesn't make you the greatest of all time. You know, it doesn't make you the greatest of all time. And if everybody else is doing it, and if you're functioning under the premise of, hey, I know all these guys are doing something, right? So where's my, where am I going to get my stuff? Like, I do feel like the professional sports world is more of, you know, the mindset in a top pro athlete. I feel like it's more, where can I get my stuff and not get caught than it is, oh, I can't believe they're doing that. I would never do that. The guys that come out and say, oh, the guys that I use the A-Rod stuff, the Alex Rodriguez stuff. You know, you had guys in Major League Baseball clubhouses who would talk to the media after A-Rod got that, you know, busted the, the second time. Was it the second, the third? I lost track. But the last time he got busted, which was the big suspension, and he was involved in that little drug ring that I talked about with the 60 Minutes report. And um, you had guys in Major League Baseball clubhouses, like, condemning it, coming down, saying... Oh, A-Rod, yeah, you know, he should, you know, he shouldn't even be in the league, this, that, the other thing. And I would always respond to that and respond to the player that's bad mouthing A-Rod and saying, wait a minute. A-Rod, why should I believe you? A-Rod was passing the same test as you. A-Rod didn't fail the test that second time, that last time. He was just connected to a drug ring. He didn't he didn't fail a test, A-Rod, that last time. And so when guys are coming out and knocking A-Rod, I said, wait a minute, why should I believe you? 
like you were taking the same test as him and and you were both passing the test, the same test. So why should I believe you? And, and I mean, I didn't. In fact, I actually thought that the people who were most vocal about knocking A-Rod are probably the people that were most likely doing PEDs. That's the way I felt about it. That's the way I feel about it. And, again, my mindset is that everyone's doing it. Or a lot, most. Uh, and anytime now that I see some type of business venture or training facility open up and start dishing out all the goods publicly, like, here's what we're doing. Look over here. After watching the Al Jazeera report, and seeing how in-depth that was on some of these doctors. Whenever I see some, some trainer and doctors or players and a group and a nutritional group and a, and a workout facility waving their hands going, look at over here, look what we're doing right here. After watching the Al Jazeera report, I think to myself, well, something else is going on over here that they don't want us to know about. Facts are the facts. Julian Edelman got busted. And because it was a substance that was, as Albert Breer reported, not immediately recognizable, and because we know it was a PED and not a stimulant, he, Edelman was trying to beat the system. He had something that his doctors, or whoever he was connected to, told him, hey, this is the way you use it, um, it's not going to be detected. You know, there's always going to be a chemist in a lab that's cooking something up that's going to beat the system. And sometimes it doesn't always work out because the system gets better. It does. And they're, they're trying to improve the system, at least in the NFL, to the point where they do find the new stuff and keep it updated to where they continuously have a better chance to find the new stuff. Did they find some new stuff here with Edelman? Looks like it. Looks like it. He was trying to beat the system, and Edelman is a TB12 guy. He's an Alex Guerrero guy. And for them to come out now and say, no, 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 they had nothing to do with Alex. They had nothing to do with TB12, Senna. We're not irresponsible to question that place now. We're not. We're not irresponsible. And, you know, this. Uh, believe me, I... You don't need me to sit here on a podcast on a Monday morning to tell you that uh, you sit back and wait. No. <laughs> sit back and wait. We have not heard the end of PEDs linked to Alex Guerrero. I'm telling you. I'm telling you that. At least we haven't heard the last of somebody going all in trying to get the scoop, get the dirt, if you will. We haven't heard the end of that. Something will happen. Someone's digging. As we speak, there's somebody making calls, digging up documents, paying money to somebody to talk, who's linking them and connecting them with somebody else that's connected with someone that's connected with someone that could eventually be connected to the TB12 center. You know it. You know it. If you don't believe that, and and you see the Edelman stuff, and you're like, how could you go after the TB12 center now? You have no idea. Shut the fuck up. You think I'm stupid? You think we're stupid? If you're talking to us like that, you think we're stupid. 
Jesus Christ, we're not stupid. It's shady. Tom Brady is a weirdo. Alex Guerrero is a bug. And Julian Edelman just failed the PED test. Watch the Al Jazeera report. Watch it. Come back to me and tell you who those doctors remind you of. That's all I'm saying. That's just, I'm giving you my opinion on it. You know, I'm giving you my opinion. I don't think it's irresponsible to question the TB12 center. Like, I don't. I don't. I still will be Tom Brady's biggest fan. As much of a weirdo as he's been acting like this offseason, I think he's the greatest of all time. There could be a report tomorrow that has him injecting HGH every single day for the last 10 years, and I would tell you, so is everybody else. Brady's the greatest of all time. But am I going to sit here and tell you that Edelman fails a test for a PED and that Alex Guerrero has nothing to do with that? No, I'm not going to tell you that. In fact, I believe the opposite. Because I'm not an idiot. And anybody who right now is trying to defend the TB12 Senate and Alex Guerrero, they think you're stupid. They think, they, think you're, they think they're smarter than you. They think they are the smartest person in the room. And it's unfortunate. Because we're not stupid. We get it. And it sucks. And the worst part about it all is that somebody's going to go all in on Alex Guerrero. Somebody's going to go all in on the TB12 center. And that same somebody is going to be the same somebody that ignored the Peyton Manning HGH stuff. Ignored it. And won't go back to it. Won't go back to it. But that's why. This, this stuff that's going on right now is why I have been talking about the Peyton Manning thing. Because I know that they're going to make something out of this. I know it. I know it. Whether they're right or wrong, I know they're going to. Because like I said, you've got to be naive to not link it to Alex Guerrero. But I think it's wrong to do that while having ignored the Peyton Manning stuff. And they ignored the Peyton Manning stuff. And that's wrong. And that's wrong. And, it, I mean, it's incredible to me. I don't know how they do it. He, what, he's the good old boy. He's, you know, the football family. Doesn't fucking matter. They want him to do Monday Night Football, whatever they want to do. Who gives a shit? Like, you, you can't ignore that. And I know there's a lot of people that are lazy that don't want to watch that Al Jazeera report because it's 50 minutes long. Oh, it's a long YouTube show. Same person that'll sit there and watch a Netflix series that sucks and will, like, keep tweeting about it. Stop. Go watch something that's real, that actually happened. Al Al Jazeera couldn't win enough awards, in my opinion, for that doping in sports documentary. And the only reason people are ignoring it, that the national media just didn't even, and still to this day doesn't want to really go all in on that. Like, and I say national media, I mean ESPN. Let's be honest. Where do we get where do you get your sports news? ESPN. You don't get your fucking sports news from NBC Sports. You don't get your sports news from Mike Florio. That guy is such a boob, it's not even funny. Mike Florio. Why would I ever respect or listen to him? What's he a lawyer? And he's covering the NFL? Must be a pretty shitty lawyer. Last time I checked with, with, 
Mike Florio is a lawyer. I keep I always hear that from people. Oh, he's just, he's a lawyer. He blogs for the fucking NFL. How good of a lawyer could he be? Loser. You clown. That that guy is the first person to shoot down the Peyton Man and HGH stuff and then come up with a crazy just conspiracy theory about the Patriots and who leaked the Julian Edelman PED test and why. Like, clown. Absolute clown. You don't get your sports news from NBC Sports. You don't get your sports news from CBS Sports. What, you get your sports news from... from what's that sh- <laughs> I was watching a sports talk show on TV last week on CBS National Sports Radio. Tiki and Tanny? Tiki Baba? I he try <laughs> Talk about the worst fucking show. I have no idea how those two guys have a show. Never mind a show on national TV and national sports radio. They would they went back and forth for 20 minutes asking each other questions. Questions. Just asking questions. No opinions. No genuine thoughts. It was like they were walking on eggshells the whole time because they were on national TV. They were on national radio. And they had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. Tiki Baba? I'm supposed to listen to him? I'm supposed to watch him? He sucks. He's a guy that probably took HGH and PEDs. They'll walk, they'll walk on eggshells with everything. I'm watching that show going, who the fuck are these boobs? You're giving them a national TV show? They suck. I don't... I honestly, they were talking about baseball. I I don't even think they knew that there's nine innings in a game. The way they were talking about it. I, I couldn't believe it. You don't get your, your sports news from CBS. Sports. Who else do we got? Where do you get your sports news? You get it from ESPN. We can knock them all we want. You get it from ESPN. That's it. You get your sports news from ESPN. They ignore the Peyton Manning stuff. They they think of the Al Jazeera 50-minute documentary like, eh, we didn't do it. So it can't be that valid. That's how they think. Now, there are some reporters for the NFL that write for NFL, you know, write for ESPN.com, write on the website, that you know. With this latest Peyton Manning twist to that HGH story, you know they went to their editors and said, hey, we got to do something. So I don't necessarily put that on the reporters. I don't put that on the reporters. I, I think it's just higher up. You know, it's the powers that be. It, it's the bosses. It's the producers. It's the executives. They come down with the hammer and say, we are ignoring this. We are avoiding it. It's a bullshit story. It makes no sense. Well, they're lying to you. I'm here to tell you that Al Jazeera report on doping in sports they covered all their bases, too, in that. They did. They covered all their bases. That report, that 50-minute documentary, they should win every award for that. And, um, like, it, that is, to me, that that's more evidence than the Mitchell report. That's more evidence than, you know, any of the, 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 the Alex Rodriguez stuff. I mean, they dramatize everything. They turn everything into a crime scene as if somebody just murdered... 10 people. But they're going to watch the Al Jazeera documentary. ESPN's going to watch that and go, ah, nothing to see here. When there's a latest twist on it, a new twist that links Peyton Manning again, eh, nothing to see here. That's a joke. You lazy, 
You don't want to watch something that's 50 minutes long. You have to listen to me. Watch it, please. You'll watch it and go, holy shit. You'll want to watch it again. And the more I watch it, whether I'm right or wrong, I'm just telling you how I feel. And I felt this way before Edelman got busted for PEDs here. The more I watch that, the more I look at some of those doctors that were trying to get that dude the goods. The more I watch it, the more I look at those guys and I say, wow, they remind me of Alex Guerrero. And I was saying that before the Edelman stuff. I was. So, um, look, you can believe what you want to believe. You can think that something is irresponsible all you want. But to me, the accusation is in the proof. And the proof is that Julian Edelman just failed the PED test. PED test. And that he gets his treatments from the TV 12 center. And I don't necessarily believe that Alex Guerrero walked into a room and handed Julian Edelman PEDs. I don't. Do I believe that Guerrero probably knows the guy that at least knows the guy that gave him to Edelman? Yeah, I believe that. That's what I believe. Because I've seen stuff that reminds me of this type of situation. And based on new stuff from Albert Breer, oh, there was the positive test was triggered by a substance that wasn't immediately recognizable. That that tells me they were trying to beat the system or something. Hey, we'll see. We'll see what else comes out. But I don't think this is over. I don't think it's over. But whatever happens next, I'll react to it on this show. I, I just I needed to get that off my chest. I, I'm telling if you if you're questioning the Alex Alex Guerrero and the TB12 Center now, that's not irresponsible. That's just that's to me. That's just having common sense. It's common sense. So some people are going to try to tell you you're irresponsible and you're an idiot. Don't listen to that. You can question it. I think you have every right to. And that's what I've done the last couple days after the Julian Edelman PED test. And I guess my reaction to it all ultimately is I'm just sitting back waiting now. What's next? Because I think there's something else coming. That's just me. I think because I think there's someone digging. I think there are people digging. I do. I think there are people digging. And it's not something that's going to be written in a message board. It's not something that's going to be, you know, on Reddit or an anonymous Twitter account that we should follow and talk about on sports radio and believe. No, it's going to be, there'll be an investigative report. Someone's trying to dig. Put it this way. Somebody used to work at the TB12 Center. <laughs> like That's usually how these things work, right? Somebody used to work there. That, I don't know. There could be a number. Like, hey, write a number down on a piece of paper. I don't put it past ESPN to have somebody call somebody that used to work at the TB12 Center and say, put a number down on a piece of paper. We'll see if we can get that to you. We'll see if we can get that to you. It'll be cash in an envelope. You know, we don't want the paper trail, but we'll see if we can get that to you. If you could tell us, tell us a couple things about what you used to do, what you know. <laughs> If people think we're living in this 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 world where, where where guys aren't trying to get a competitive edge and certainly where guys they they think we're living in a world where guys aren't trying to make money off of the guys who are trying to get a, a competitive edge. <laughs> Those are the people that are naive. I'm sorry, they are. Let's move on. Um 
Since I last talked to you, Golden State swept Cleveland. I know it's a weird transition, but hey, Golden State, they swept Cleveland in the NBA Finals. And now we ask, now we go all in on where does LeBron James go? Uh, we'll, we'll keep track of the rumors. I still think that the Celtics would be a great fit. And a lot of people are saying, well, you got to get rid of Kyrie to do it. And there was a story the other day that I read, and it was like, well, question and wondering, is, is the Kyrie-LeBron relationship fixable? And, and I'm, I'm telling you, like I, I tweeted out a video last week of LeBron and Kyrie after a couple games that the Celtics and the Cavs played this year where Kyrie and LeBron are doing, after the game, they're doing their special little handshake and they're hugging it out and they're laughing. It doesn't look like they have a bad relationship to me. Like I told you, if that's hatred, the world needs more hatred like that. Because that looked like pure joy and friendship. <laughs> you know, I, I look at the, and I think people are being naive. Speaking of naive people, I think they're being naive with the Kyrie Irving, Cleveland stuff. Like, I think Kyrie needed out of Cleveland. Something happened. I don't know what. But I don't think it was LeBron-related. We all assume it because we want it to be. Again, we all want LeBron and Kyrie to hate each other. I'm not so sure they do. I'm not convinced they hate each other. In fact, I actually think they like each other. I actually think they, they would agree to play with each other again. And that's when the Celtics would be put over the top. So LeBron would be an idiot to rule out the Celtics. He should make the Celtics a finalist, and the Celtics should go after him while keeping Kyrie. Should they get rid of Haywood to do it? You're going to have to do something. It's gonna. I told you last week, it's going to have to be like LeBron picks up his option, 35-36 mil, and Cleveland agrees to trade LeBron to the Celtics for a Gordon Haywood um, or for, let's say, Al Horford and, a, and another player or two to make the money work because you got to make the salaries match in the NBA. You know, if the Celtics got to get rid of a max salary, you can't just cut a guy, right? I mean, you got you to move that salary, and you got to match it. So it's going to have to be some type of, you know, LeBron sign and trade with Cleveland, a trade with the Celtics and the Cavs. I mean, it's going to have to be something like that, where the Cavs are like, you know what? He's going to leave for nothing. Um, we might as well get something out of it. I mean, you have to. If you're Cleveland, you have to do something like that. But anyways, I think LeBron and the Celtics is a much better fit than other people want to imagine. Uh, but Golden State, they win. LeBron had the broken hand, whatever. He dramatizes everything. It's We know that. We know that. That's why you roll your eyes with him. Is it broken or was it bruised and swollen? I, I mean, there's so many clips out there of him doing stuff with his right hand. It's like, I don't think it was broken. It's a soft cast. Um... I think they're exaggerating that injury, and, and that's why we, we roll our eyes with them. But I'd still love to see him in a Celtics uniform. I mean, here in Boston, we can't really complain about injuries being dramatized. When we had a guy in Paul Pierce during the NBA Finals against the Lakers leave a game in a wheelchair, and a couple minutes later come, come running, come sprinting back out to the court. It doesn't get any more dramatized than that. Okay? So, And I love Paul Pierce, but that is... You know, that's as over the top as you get when it comes to dramatization of an injury in the NBA. Paul Pierce leaving the game in a wheelchair and running back out a couple minutes later. I mean, come on. Uh, so, we'll get to LeBron, I'm sure, during the offseason moving forward. But Golden State, they sweep Cleveland, and, and which means we went from the best celebration in sports 
The Stanley Cup being given out, what, on Thursday night with the Capitals winning the Stanley Cup in Vegas. The greatest celebration in sports. Ovechkin hoisting the cup. The greatest celebration with the greatest trophy. We went from that to the next night on Friday night. The worst celebration in all the sports. And this one was especially bad. I don't know. Like, if you told me that the Golden State Warriors all hated each other, I wouldn't, I wouldn't laugh at you. Like, I feel like Kevin Durant is just miserable. I feel like Clay Thompson just, uh, there's something with him, like, uh, does he not, I don't know, there's just something about his personality, like, he doesn't, oh, great, we want it. Like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> smile a little bit, kid. Smile. You know, Steph Curry's the only one, as much as I, you know, I I knocked him a couple times for for being a little over the top. It was just sometimes, he rubbed me the wrong way a couple times. And maybe that's just the Warriors, and they keep winning, and I'm like, eh, I don't like Draymond Green. I think Draymond Green's an asshole. You know, I, I, Steve Kerr, it's like, you know, guys, he's got an opinion and a joke. He says it like in jest, but you know that's how he really feels. Like, I, enough of that. I, there's too much of that with them. And this just, but but really, Steph Curry's the only one that I do think is is genuine. Like, and I do. I saw a little Steph Curry's pissed off he didn't get the MVP. And Durant got it, and it, Durant doesn't look happy. Durant, well, he was a guy that had one of those burner accounts. So you know stuff eats at him. He listens to what's said about him. He knows that because he went to Golden State after losing with OKC, Durant knows that he will never be in that conversation of top three greatest of all time. He won't. He won't. I don't care if he wins eight more titles with Golden State in a row. He won't. And he knows it. And that eats at him. And I think he's up there, you know, there's nothing else that you can do in this league. And he's accomplished it, and I don't think he's happy. Because I think he knows that he is not getting the credit he probably feels like he deserves. And he never will. And he knows it. And, and I, I think he, I think he and, and again, this is just me looking at him, body language. Like, I, it's just, they won, and they didn't look like they were having fun. It, it just, it was like a forced, like, if you told them they'd had, they didn't have to go to the podium and they could have just, they didn't have to hold the press conference and they don't have to leave on the team playing together, I, I think they all would have went separate ways. I think that buzzer goes off. I think they hug. You know, they might have a couple drinks. Spray, they might spray a little champagne. I think they go their separate, separate ways and I think that's it. I mean, that, that's the type of vibe I get from that team. But they are so good. But that's the NBA. You can have all this individual talent, and that's how you win. When superstars come together, that's what we've seen. You know, the big threes, the guy, you know, they come together. That's what we've seen. And uh, you win like that in this league. Like it's the it was the that was the worst celebration I have ever seen. And the NBA does it so wrong, and I rant on this all the time. They give out the Larry O'Brien trophy, the NBA championship trophy. They give that out before they give out the MVP in a way where they're like, all right, here's the NBA. Congrats to the NBA champion, Golden State Warriors. Here's your trophy. And now, (laughs) 
Ladies and gentlemen, for the second straight year, your NBA Finals MVP, congratulations to Kevin Durant. And like, they make that the best thing. It's the equivalent of Gary Bettman the night before in Vegas coming out with the Stanley Cup, giving Ovechkin the cup, Ovechkin handing the cup off like he doesn't want it, and then Bettman coming back out with the Conn Smythe Trophy, going in now, the the, the trophy that matters the most, (laughs) the MVP, and Ovechkin skating around, hoisting the Conn Smythe. Could you imagine if he did that? It wouldn't happen. Because they, because, because they know it's not about that. It's about the cup, the greatest celebration in sports. And uh, Ovechkin hoisted the cup. And he, right now, it's Monday morning, June eleventh. Somewhere, Ovechkin has the cup. <laughs> like that's not like nobody else has it on the team. Just Ovechkin. Ovechkin has not put that fucking thing down, and I love it. He's walking around Vegas. He's, I mean, when he hoisted it on the ice, he's the captain. He gets it first. You hand it off to someone, and you're supposed to just, you know, then they skate around with it. You let that guy skate. He handed it off to Backstrom. Ovechkin skated around with Backstrom with the hand on the cup with him. Like, if I'm Backstrom, I'm like, dude, will you get away from me? Like, get away from me. Let me have my moment. I would have been so pissed if I was Backstrom. Now, I'm surprised nobody's given Ovechkin a little heat. You know, the sensitivity of America, the pussification of America. Uh, I At the end of the day, I loved it because it just goes to show the fact that Ovechkin doesn't want to give that cup to anybody and that he won't put that fucking thing down. The fact that he's reacting to that trophy like that just goes to show you how special that trophy is and how much that means to him. And how much that me- that trophy means to that league. And how much winning that trophy means to every player who has ever played in that league. Right? And where it's just the complete opposite in the NBA. Complete opposite. So I love seeing the videos with Ovechkin with the cup. It's great. I mean, he might... The NHL might never get the cup back. <laughs> they might have to create a new cup. Because Ovechkin might never put it down. Yeah, he might walk away from the game, yeah, just carrying the cup around the rest of his life. And that's how much fun he is having. Uh, <laughs> it's great. It's great to see. It really is. So you go from the, the greatest trophy in sports, greatest celebration in sports Thursday night to the worst celebration on Friday night. I, just horrible. NBA championship, just a horrible, horrible celebration. Man, Horrible. And then uh, what else over the weekend? Uh, some devastating baseball news. For those who are looking for the next Babe Ruth, at least you won't find it right now. Otani is having Tommy John surgery. Is that the report today? And could be out until 2020. So he can pitch. He can hit. Well, not till 2020 because he's having Tommy John, according to reports. And then uh, I did get to, well, here's the deal. I I was watching UFC 225. I was watching it on an illegal site. And I ended up getting a virus on my MacBook. I, I, I always thought MacBooks can't get a virus. I got one. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to watch YouTube videos last night, this morning, trying to get rid of it. I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, I'm using it right now. But 
when I open the internet, there's a virus. So, um, and I got it watching the UFC 225. But I watched UFC 225. Not only did my computer get a virus, CM Punk got his ass handed to him. And his second fight, uh, he got whooped, his face bloody and beaten. And I think that's it for him in UFC. I'm pretty sure that's it. But uh, the question is, will he end up in wrestling again? Probably. He can say all he wants now. Punk seems like a fucking weirdo. Like, part of me is like, dude, get over yourself. Like, honestly, I feel that way. I'm like, dude, get over yourself. Like, come on. I, I, I'm a fan of yours. I want to see you back in the ring. But there's just something about him that just turns, it just turns you off. Makes you roll your eyes. You're like, dude, get over yourself. But will he be in wrestling again? Yeah, at some point he will. At some point, he will. And uh, speaking of wrestling, New Japan Pro, I'll, I'll close it out with this. New Japan Pro had a weekend. Kenny Omega, they had a big, a huge event. I think it's their SummerSlam, the equivalent of SummerSlam in Japan. Kenny Omega, the best in the world, finally wins the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Took it off Okada in an unbelievable match. Uh, Kenny Omega is the best in the world. Then you got Chris Jericho defeats Naito and wins the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. So the fact that you have Omega and Jericho winning two of their major belts in New Japan, very prestigious. They don't let titles change that often, especially the heavyweight championship. They don't let those change that often. The fact that they're giving that to Omega and then another one to Jericho, that tells me that they are making a big push here to, to have some USA appeal. And uh, they have another USA event coming up, I think, next month, right? In July on the West Coast, like they did last year. Anyways, in, another interesting aspect to it is that WWE.com mentioned they did a whole story on Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks on their website. Now, it wasn't for wrestling purposes. It was because there's a street fighter tournament or something where uh, Xavier Woods and and the New Day is going to be taking on Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks in this little street fighter battle. And I guess, look, WWE.com is doing their part helping the New Day promote the street fighter tournament. But the headline, you've got to mention Kenny Omega. You've got to mention the Young Bucks. And they do, and they talk about them in the story. And I think that's pretty wild. I think that's wild that they're even talking about those guys. Like, does that tell you something? Uh, are we now going down? Are we close to Omega and the Bucks going to WWE? That would be something else. That would be something else. Uh, keep an eye on it. But a big weekend in the wrestling world because of that. Congrats to Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho. But Kenny Omega, I've been... I've been praising him for a long time. I've been telling you to go watch him. He's the best. He is the best in the ring. He's the best on the mic. He should be in WWE, and he should be the WWE champion. But um, I think if he does go anywhere, he's got to go with the Bucks. And maybe that's why it is this reunion. Maybe that's why, you know, Vince McMahon has, I'm sure he has to okay everything on the website has okayed Omega and the Young Bucks getting the mention on the website. That's pretty big to me. That is pretty big. Pretty wild. 
if you ask me. So uh, I'll keep an eye on it, and I'll react. Whatever does happen, you can get this show whenever you want. DannyPicard.com, also on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are available. And uh, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, all forms of social media. Don't forget, subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash DannyPicard. Some more good content. Hopefully, I'll be dropping it later this week, early next week at the very latest. But got episode five coming out of 363 Off the Air and also launching a new show. What is that show going to be about? You're going to have to subscribe and find out yourself. But it will be dropping soon. Enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. I am out. Talk to you again on Thursday.